Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo eSports podcast. Cast, cast. This is episode 131 for the week of June 14th, 2020. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by in person, yeah. it's Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem Will, in the HCS Pro Talk hat Will, in the Minnesota Rocker t-shirt Will, live in the flesh Will. How oh are you gosh. doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you? I missed you. <laughs> a little much. <laughs> I missed you. You went nuts there. Yeah, you know. Holy crap. All this pent-up energy. Uh, not being so. able to see you in person. You didn't like being at the, the, the front desk over there? No, it was fine. It's just like there's so there's a lot of buttons, you know. I don't envy your position. <laughs> Let's just say that. All right. That's all. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But no, it, it's good to have you back. Thank you. I'm happy Good that to you're, be back. Yes. I'm happy to see your bright, smiling face. Um, you're able to tell the puns this week. Yeah. Yes. I saved them all. Don't worry. They're all there. Stay tuned to the after show for all that information. Um, yeah. I'm just happy to have you back. We're back in the normal space. Things hopefully have gone back to normal. Any new cases at work? No, nope, We're good. Okay. Awesome. See, everything's on the up and up. Will... Before we get into what's coming up on this week's episode, you told me something before we started recording the show. Yes. You said you finished Avatar The Last Airbender. I did. I did yesterday. Well, this morning, technically. Yes. Fucking. 5 a.m. So I have to ask. Yeah. What did you think overall? I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, they keep you interested right away. Um, you know, the finding Aang and then he has to go across the world to learn all, all of the, the different bending. Um, the, I don't know. It was just, it's something that kept me hooked in. And I just kept chugging along with it. I mean, I finished it in a, what, a few weeks, a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. It was quick. So yeah, it was really good. And then the, the ending was just, it was epic. The, it was, it was the battles, the different battles that took place were great. I thought it was awesome. So, well, I'm glad you finished it. Uh, welcome everybody who's tuning into the live show right now. Infamous HCS, welcome and thank you for the follow as well over the past few days. Greatly appreciated. Um, Will, do you want to know what's coming up on the actual episode this week? What do you got? So we have, we're light on the competitive news, but we're heavy on the competitive controversy. Ooh. Yes. So shit happened over the MCC Pro Series Pro Tournament that happened yesterday. Yep. And uh, let's just say that I'm not happy. And... We're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, also, where there is Halo, there are community tournaments, and there's a lot of them. Uh, the Halo 3 PC flight is live, as a matter of fact, so we have information on that. And then E3 may not be happening in a traditional sense, but that doesn't mean that there isn't video game news to talk about. One of the big things, the PlayStation 5 console reveal. So we're going to talk about some things later on in the show, but first, we got some Halo to talk about. So without further ado, Will, let's get into some competitive news. And the only news story that I have here that I think would qualify as competitive news is a little Halo 5 experimentation. Okay. This, this is by Josh Mankey. He put out a tweet that says, Solo queue Team Arena heads up. We are looking at putting together an experimental solo queue only clone of the team arena playlist in the near future. It will not be replacing another playlist. It'll just be up as an option to try. Let's see how it goes. 
That could be interesting. I like it. Yeah. See, now now people have a right to be concerned in regards to the population size, right? So traditionally what should be happening happening is teams should be competing against teams. Solos should be competing against solos. Right. But due to how the population structure is in Halo 5, that might not always be the case. So they're going to test this out, honestly, a little too late. But it, it is what right. it is. It's not that big of a deal. We're, they're, they're experimenting. Um, and I hope it works out. Yeah, I mean, it, you run into it all the time. It's like if you solo queue in Team Arena and you run into a four stack, you just, it's tough because you're with another team of three or even a team of two and another solo queue. Right. And you're probably not communicating. Exactly. So, That's the big thing. Yeah, I, I think having a solo queue team arena playlist could really just, if someone's got the skill, it's going to show. Absolutely. So let's see what happens. But Will, that's it for the competitive news. Next up is uh, the upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo esports needs, wants, desires, and uh, just show Maddie some love. You know, just go go over there and, and say, hey, Maddie, I love you. Um. So first and foremost, we have the AGLA American Griffball League of America League matches for the week. Yes. On Monday, June 15th, we have FTN going up against Dynasty twice. And then on Tuesday, June 16th, we have No Sana No Life going up against the Liberal Elite. We have Junkyard Dogs going up against Predatory twice. Um, Wow, Maddie. Wow. Yeah. Maddie says, that website sucks in all capital letters. Hmm. All right, uh, make sure you go over to noobcombo.com and tell Maddie that you fucking hate him. <laughs> Just kidding, Just Maddie. Don't do, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that, please. And then uh, <laughs> Way to Fail is going up against No Sana No Life. On Thursday, June 18th, we have Egg Dog going up against No Sana No Life twice, and then Way to Fail goes up against the Liberal Elite twice. And then on Saturday, June 20th, Predatory goes up against FTN, and Dynasty is up against Predatory. Today, on Sunday, June 14th, we have the SWAT Nation SWAT Competitive Series, the Esports Arena Halo 2 Classic 4v4 and Halo 5 2v2s, and then the Penn Halo Halo 5 2v2 Open. On Friday, June 19th, we have QX's Halo 5 FFA. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, the link that is included on noobcombo.com, Maddie, for this tournament is the link to our show notes last week. Nice. So... Thanks, Maddie. I thought that was really funny because I include all the links that you include to like uh, go directly to the information for each tournament so people can follow that if they want to. And when I clicked on it to go to it to save the link, I'm like, oh shit, that's that's awesome. Um, on Saturday, June 20th, we have the Lucky's FFA SWAT Tourney 2.0, the Pro-Am Series Halo 5 2v2, the European Halo League Halo 5 4v4, and the MCC Pro Series Open Tournament number three, hopefully with no bullshit. Thanks for the thanks for the snap and the thumbs up. I like you that. And then finally, on Sunday, June twenty first, we have the GT Halo Quarantine Schoolyard Trio, Chua, Chua, yeah. It should just be trios. <laughs> Come on, just be tri- I don't know. I get it. It's French, French Canadian, Greater Toronto. You know, perfect. Yeah, it is what it is. And then Maddie says it's Inception, just a constant link loop that goes to nowhere. Ooh. Except it does go somewhere. Don't act like our show means nothing, Maddie. Like your website, okay? <laughs> he said it. He said his website sucks. Woo. Not me. Um, 
Well, that's it for the upcoming tournaments of the week. Okay. Presented by this website sucks.com. <laughs> I'm just Maddie, we give, love you. Yeah, give Maddie the love and respect you deserve. Please do. Please do. Uh Maddie says, I was hoping your link goes to my page, which then goes back to yours and so on. That'd be really fucking that funny, actually. Um, I can make that happen. So, <laughs> well, that's it for your upcoming turns of the week. What do we have next? Not that. Media. Even with the labels, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> you know? She clicks it. Not that. <laughs> Shit happens. Um, so, God. should we get into some roster mania, let's, Josh? Let's do it. What do you got? So we're gonna start off with the MCC Pro Series Pro Tournament number two rosters. Yeah. Um, first, out of the the pro section, we have the Sentinels. If you don't know, that's APG Lethal Royal Two and Snakebite. We have Team Pride, which is King Nick, Ryan Noob, Rain, and San. Team Inconceivable, Ace, Boobadoo, Falcated, and Spartan. Turning Point, Eco, Penguin, Renegade, but not really, and Stellar. Um, in Control, which was Common, Rudiment, Silence, and Rhino. Phenoms, Abound, Neptune, Pistola, and Trippy. NZF, Fantasy, Realize, Sorel, and Triton. And then Status Quo, Jimbo, Flamesword, Stormy, and Squally. Out of the open side, we have Falling Esports, Hysteria, Sabinator, Ares, and Neighbor. Team Baguette, Shady, Fragger, Tolik, and SLG. MTC is its name, Musa, Tolik, and Septify. Four guys is Beans FPS, Mr. Kolek, Silso Sweet, and Floppy. Team Stainers included Gabriel, Gilkey, Denoxide, and Munoz. Team Goober is Stevie Goober, Shame, Creepy Trash, and Hillbilly. Team The Shell, Rob the Turtle, Hunter, JJX, Winter, and Elamite. And then Lux Gaming, Straight Sick, Kratos, Suspector, and Lifestyle. So there you go. Very nice. Um, the reason why I included, but not really, yeah. next the, to the, Renegade's the name. The sub-issue. The sub-issue. Which we'll, we'll get into in a little bit. Exactly. So, Will, what do we got for the Tournament League recaps of the week? Because I'm, I'm scrolling. You got a lot there, bud. You know, shorter roster mania this week, but um, yeah, a lot of recaps. So here we go. Let's press the button and move on. AGLA weekly matches on Monday, June 8th. We had Way to Fail go up against Predatory. Predatory took home the win. They played again, and Way to Fail won the second matchup. So they split the day. They did. Um, Egg Dogs versus the Liberal Elite. Liberal Elite takes the win there. And then on Tuesday, June 9th, again, AGLA here, Jink. Sorry, Junkyard Dogs, no longer the Junkyard Dugs, went up against Dynasty, and the Junkyard Dogs won. On Wednesday, June 10th, Junkyard Dogs played Liberal Elite twice and won both matches. On Thursday, June 11th, Dynasty went up against No Sana, No Life. No Sana, No Life won, and they played again, and same result. So, there you go. Very nice. Out of the Halo, Halo, I was gonna. Halo. I was. I was starting to like combine Halo Australia Pro League Tournament Number Four. In seventh through eighth, we had lunchtime, which was Lunchy, Toddles, Justin Timing, and Eclipse, and Team Velocity, which was Laden, Unseen, Roosty, and Dave. 
Oh my, Dave was, Dave? 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 He- heavy, Dave? Dave? <laughs> just, just kidding. What's up, Dave? Oh. God damn it. I don't know why the fuck it's. Why does the sound come through your speakers? Anyway, um, but but Jordan, thank you for the sub. Thank you, sir. The three months, the three month resub. Thank you. Hot damn! All right. Continuing with the Halo Australia Pro League through uh, fifth and sixth place in here, team potential was Chasing's Night Speed. Gohan and Compact Singer. And then Team Sidewinder included Sharpie, Barcode, Bald, and Dino. In fourth place, we had Team Washed, which was Lunar, Heck, Tick, and Skids, and then Lithonius. In third went to Perfect Play, which included Nemesis, MF Jr., Gom, Nerds, and Sissy. They took home 100 bucks. Second place was Columbian Rush, Aleo, Brad Brattles, Weasel and Piprins taking home 300 bucks, And in first place went to Alita, which included Hef, Bino, Voltage, and Pratties taking home $400. Next up, the Tourney Times Summer Sniper Reno H5-3v3. <laughs> These titles are going to be... Because you got to include like the name of the tournament. Oh, yeah. What type of tournament is. Yes. What game. Yes. And how many players? Exactly. It's like they have a, a rubric, you know? You must have these things to get full credit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what they have. All right. Uh, placings for this tournament. In 7th through 8th, we had Vemzy and the boys, which was Sleepology, Vemzy, and Mista. Team question mark was Apollo, Scariotic, and Diagram. In 5th through 6th, we had Veggies, which was Super CC Evades, Tolik, and Manny. And then Team Merciless, which was Mio Isugri? 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 Uh, um, Candid and Requiem. In fourth, we had Team Bruh, which was Young Guns, Dallas Snipes, and Droz. In third, we had Jump Out Gang, Infest, Legend, and Kimbo taking home 50 bucks. Second was Mask on, Booba Dooboo, Sabinator, and Falcate taking home 100 bucks. And in first place went to Pisanos? This included Stress, Gunplection, and Suppressed taking home 150 bucks. Very nice. Next up, we have the Esports Arena Halo 2 Classic 4v4. They did not have a name for their tournament, so it did not meet full credit. Credit. B minus. <laughs> In fourth place for this tournament, we had Septimus Snake and Co., which was Sep7, Fuji the Great, Riot Shock, and Ivy League Zyfe. In third place, it was Ambush, Swift Kill. Elamite. There's so many people named like alumni Elamite after. I think it's, I think there's two people with those. Yeah. Names, well, if, well, it feels like they're <laughs> everywhere. I've seen them all the time. God damn. They also had mines and eco. So there you go. Ambush took third and second place was team hurricane stormy hurricane havoc and gunshot taking home 150 bucks. And then first place went to Believe the Hype. This was Hysteria, Ace, Neighbor, and Maniac taking home $300. Before you continue, Will. I see it. I didn't hear it, though. It didn't go off like the, like Jordan's did. Should we? Tr- I mean, we could always <laughs> try to replay it. Just go ahead. Hold on. I'm going to try right now. Give me a oh, second. Josh. Come on. You give the shout out. I'm going to fucking log in here. I can't even read the name from here. It's fucking, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Feistro, but Lux Sam C, thank you for the sub. 
Welcome. Thank you very thank you, much. Thank you. I think it's Feistro. I think. Am I right there or am I not? Well, let me know. Let I'm the gonna... man be anonymous if he wants to be anonymous. You His know? name's the fucking thing. Says <laughs> <laughs> so that's me. Okay. Okay. It, see, I'm right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm trying to give him away by his fucking tag, not his real name, which he includes. You know, yeah, never mind. Um, Let's see if I can, hold on. All right, it's so playing the, up there, but the sound's not playing now. So, right, cool. Uh, well, the fuck. still, thank you very much. Much appreciated. All right, perfect. All right. Are we ready for the next tournament? Yes, Will. All right. I'm ready. We have the MCCStats.com H3 Teen Slayer Tournament. Still no name. Like no name. So another B minus for this. On uh, 7th through 8th, we had Nightmare, It's Furry, Low Key FP, and So Slick. And then um, next team would include Chad's Brom- Bromley, Lash, and Grumble Snatch. In 5th through 6th, we had a team which included Shaw, Crow, uh, Godly Shots, and Zalchris. And then the next team was Anthrax, Holy Sniper, Dubsy Floats, and Seven. In fourth place, we had Slew, Barry Sanders, Stefan, and Premier. Third place was Lil Sandal, Gibbon, Snipes, and Intercept. 122 bucks to them. Second was Illinois, Alicia, Tiger Reps, and Flowing. $488 to them. And first place went to Clonely, Cordans, Blaze, and Hannibal. $732 to them. Weird money numbers. I think it's because uh, entrance like fees entrance may, have won. Yeah, yep. may have went into it. Yes. All right. Another tournament. Pro-Am Series Halo 5 4v4. 7th through 8th, up in the air, TSS Esports. 5th through 6th, original taste and perception. 4th place was Chapter 6. 3rd place was Team Zero. 2nd was Jump Out Gang. And 1st was Fire and Ice. I'm assuming we didn't have, it was just the team names given, not the gamer tags with that one. And then moving on. Yes. No, I, 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 I figured when, yes. you, when you were. Sorry. The virtual Halo Double Series Championship results, 7th through 8th. Uh, Mocket, which was Looney and Warlord. Passion, which was Fireboy and Sticka. 5th through 6th placing was Batch Knight, which was Batchford and Precisionite. CC was Lundy and Monstery. Fourth place went to... Mm, um, how do... I'm going to go with uh, Exermad, which was Mata and Zerthros. And third place went to Maybe Winning, which was Kimbo and Shabby Dagger. Second was Z's, which was Kronzer and Legends. They took home 20 euros. And in first place went to Paris Londres, which was Mista and Shady, taking home 130 euros. Very nice. And then the big one, which we uh, stay tuned for. I'm guessing Ranty Josh is going to come out here in the topic section. He's getting ready. But the MCC Pro Series, Pro Tournament number two, placings. Fifth through eighth, 250 bucks. Lux Gaming, In Control, Phenoms, and Falling Esports. Third to fourth, taking home 500 was inconceivable and turning point. Second, Taking home a thousand was pride and first two grand to Sentinels. Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, all things considered, technically our predictions were right. I mean, Sentinels. Yeah, we had a feeling Sentinels were going to win. Um, and they won 
they won again nearly in a dominant fashion in that grand final. Uh, what was it? 3-1, I think is what the series was, I think. Yeah. Um, it was just yesterday. I don't know. It's all a fucking blur, especially with everything that happened yeah. during this tournament. Um, also, welcome Bible Manatee and welcome Lunchy. Guys, hope you guys are having a great day. Um, also, uh, Feistro, thanks for the follow as well. Forgot yeah. that that came in as well. So thank you for the sub and the follow. Greatly appreciated. Um, okay. Before we get into the bullshit, I want to I start this off on a positive note. I'm going to show off the sweatshirt real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Josh is excited about this. So we got, uh, there you go. HGS Pro Talk sweatshirt for you. I just wanted to show it off. Okay. Before we got into the bullshit, that's one of two hoodies that we have on the store. Exclamation point merch in chat. Shameless plug by Josh. Oh, absolutely. I got, we got to shameless plug our own shit. We can't not do that. Are you kidding me? Um, okay. You bought the other hoodie. So did I, Jordan. Um, again, Shipping may be delayed due to COVID. It's not our fault. It's not even Streamlabs' fault. Just if you order something, don't be alarmed if it takes longer to ship. It's what's going to happen. Okay, it's time for the topic. Okay. Will, Will, you had your finger on it. I, yeah, you were ready to go. Um, okay, so... Just came out of nowhere. I, know, I, I was right? ready to go, but I was like, usually you lead in a little bit more. Sorry. I saw anyway. you were ready, and I'm like, all right, all right. I'm going to fucking get to it. Why, why not? All right. All right, so I'm going to sit back for this, because we have some shit to talk about. So fucking adjust the mic real quick too god damn it's just the cable all right if you look under the table you'll see i did some cable management shit i see yeah i need to tinker okay yeah tinker tinker so (laughs) uh clearly something is fucked up right that's what i that's what i titled this that's what i titled this topic segment all right so we have two issues to discuss. The first one being Aries getting fucked over. Okay. This is during the MCC pro series leading right up to this tournament mm-hmm. that just happened yesterday. Yes. So Aries was practicing. And so first and foremost, there's a YouTube link that, that goes to Aries video. Okay. He put a video on YouTube explaining his side of the story. All right. These are bullet points that I took from this video. Aries was practicing and qualified with Neighbor, Hysteria, and Sabinator. Okay, sounds like a pretty good team. Neighbor and Hysteria decide to part ways with the scene during these events. Okay, so before this tournament begins, they decide, you know what? Nah, we're, we're not going to compete. We're good. We'll, we'll just continue on like normal. Okay. Um, Aries and Stainers technically is what Maddie Rums talks about. Okay. So, without a team, Ares reaches out to Gabriel, Gilkey, and Dinoxide to see about being added to their roster. Okay? Ares brings up concerns about potentially not being able to join the team due to current rulings that were that they were unable to be, like, they couldn't find those rulings at all. But he was just concerned. He's like, hey, I don't know if they're going to allow me to do this, so I just want to voice my concerns to you guys. I'd love to join your team, but, you know, just in case. So Aries then reached out to an MCC Pro Series admin, um, Wonderboy, to determine if the move was appropriate within the rules. Wonderboy stated that the move is good to go, 
as a core of a three-fourths of the original team remained the same. So three out of those four members, Gabriel, Gilkey, and Denoxide, remained the same. They would just be bringing on Ares. Seems like we're good. Then Tashi intervened and stated that the move is not in accordance with the rules. When it was. But according to the rules, pro teams that had qualified from the previous tournament into the pro tournament were allowed to pick a player up due to the three-fourths rule. But apparently AM teams were not allowed to make the same changes. Seems like a double standard to me. Seems like absolute bullshit to me. So, what's up, Will? No, this is... When you talk about esports and competitive integrity, this is where shit really starts to hit the fan because competitive integrity should mean it's equal on all sides for everyone. Did you it, see what I named the title of this episode? I did not. Competitive integrity. Nice. Yeah. Okay, there we go. I'm, I didn't have to say anything. <laughs> you just led right into it. I picked a good one. Nice. Okay, go ahead. All right, so this is like the first thing. I, I not Not the first thing ever, but... Mm-hmm. With this pro series, it's another thing that marks just shadiness. It seems like it's if you're if you're gonna hold your pros to one standard and your AMs to to not. Uh, what what's the point? Like the the point of this whole tournament was so the AM players could compete and work their way up to pro level. And when the pros can make a change, but the AMs can't, what's the why? Yep. Why I just don't understand it. Like why is there two different rule sets for two different groups of players. And that's the thing. And I know you know this, but there isn't a separate rule for that. That's that's the point here. There is not a separate rule in place that dictates a pro team from a non-pro team and what either can do. There's not. Everybody should be held to the same standard because if we don't, like Will said, there's no competitive integrity. Let's move on to issue number two. I named this issue... Lux getting fucked over to Lux not getting fucked over to status quo getting fucked over to turning point never getting fucked over. Okay. Okay. Again. That's a long title, but okay. Yep. Did I meet all the criteria though? Did I get full credit for that one? I'll give you. Well, well, fuck you. I'm getting full credit for this. Oh, oh, fine. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Again, this is in the MCC Pro Series. See, I included the tournament that it's in as well. What game was it though? MCC Pro Series, H2A, 4v4. Fuck! <laughs> I don't give full credit. Okay, Teams get so fucked over. Let's go through this point by point. All right? Um, also, before we, actually, before we get into this, Viable Manatee of Blue Team, uh, Blue Team Tournaments, by the way, shout out to Blue Team Tournaments, states, should have brought me in as an, as an admin. We, we'd have, Jesus Christ, should have brought me in as an admin. We'd have never had any of this drama. Kappa. No Kappa necessary. I trust you. <laughs> um, Dave says, you make these rules, you make rules to avoid these things. The rule against Aries was why the Wednesday rule was in place. Why did they go back on it afterwards? Um, and then Feistro says, friendly reminder, never to trust grown men that wear backwards hats as admins. <laughs> oh. The the whole thing that bugged me about that though is Wonder Boy, who is an admin of the Pro Series, is like, yeah, good to go for the Aries side of things. For the Aries side yep, of things. For the Aries side of things. Yep. And then 
Tasha, Tasha comes, comes in, in over the top and says, no. Yep. Why? Clearly there's a miscommunication there and there should never have been there. The rules were fucking followed. That's what I don't understand. The rules were absolutely followed. Uh, no, I, already, I didn't, I didn't read the rules personally, but there was nothing in the rules that distinguished pro teams from AM teams. No, was there? It was no, just it was all is, in the, the only thing that differentiated the two were the eight pro teams that were initially invited into the first pro tournament because yes. of the placings at the last dream hack event. Yes. That was the only rule that dictated the difference between the two. Yeah. And it said that the pro team would only hold their qualification for that first tournament if they had the three fourths. Yep. Not anything continuing on. No. So the shit gets worse, um, fucking way worse. So let's go through this bullet point by bullet point. And if I miss something, I'm going to try not to miss. I had, I scrubbed through a shit ton of stuff. I, if I sure I took your points, I looked at Kratos' stuff. I look at Spartan stuff. I looked at a whole bunch of different things over the internet. This is what I got. So during pool play, Turning Point's Renegade, so Renegade is a member of Turning Point, his internet went out. Okay. All right. Oh, yes, Comcast. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so Lux proceeded to wait hours to determine whether or not Renegade would be coming back to finish the pool play series. It's all within pool play. Okay, that's that's a uh, an important note that I keep wanting to hit on. Okay. After hours of waiting and Renegade not returning, Lux decided to continue and play through their next pool play match, which they were going to have to play anyway. All right. This, this is the reason why I'm saying pool play and not bracket play. Yeah. Okay. During this time, Turning Point were able to find a sub for Renegade and were waiting for Lux so the series could be finished. Lux would then end up forfeiting their series against Turning Point due to playing their next match in pools while the Renegade situation got figured out. The problem is, according to the rules, a sub would not be allowed for a team unless the sub is registered and listed on the roster by Wednesday. Guys, I think it was Kratos that said this on Twitter, but I forgot exactly who. But correct me if I'm wrong here, guys. Saturday was yesterday in accordance to this live show. Will, is Saturday Wednesday? No. Okay. So so you're telling me that there's a rule in place that stated the person had to be registered and on the roster for a sub on Wednesday, and they were able to do this on Saturday, days later. Okay. All right. That seems like a violation of the rules. But who am I to say what the fucking rules are? So, instead, okay, so, the problem is, according to the rules, a sub would not be allowed to sub for a team unless the sub is registered and listed on the roster by Wednesday. No such rule was followed by Turning Point. Therefore, unless Renegade was able to come back, Turning Point should have forfeited that pool play match and potentially their spot in the tournament if Renegade was unable to come back. Plain and simple, right? Based off the rules that were set in place. Instead, the rule was changed on the fly to accommodate Turning Point and allow them to continue on within the tournament. But what was the reason for the rule change, you may ask? Because they can. And this is the shit that really irritates me. In Face It's Rulebook, it states, 
and this is in the show notes, it states, 11.3, changes to these official rules. A, these rules contain the rules, policies, and practices of administration for the competition that are in effect at the time of their publication. In the event of a conflict between these rules and previously issued rules, policies, and practices, other than the website terms, whether in print or online, relating to the uh, the competition this handbook governs. B, administration reserves the right to change, delete, or add to these rules at any time in its sole discretion. Ladies and gentlemen, what we have here is a catch-all. Mm-hmm. This is an ass-saving measure put in place to, again, cover their asses in the event something bad happens like what happened. And you know what you can do about it? Basically nothing. Because they have the catch-all in the rules. I think it's absolute bullshit. You literally had a rule that was broken. Okay? Nothing against the players. I have literally nothing against the any of the players. I, I will be the first to admit, I may not be that biggest fan of Kratos. Okay? But I respect his competitive integrity. I respect his skill. And that's that. Okay? I don't... Players notwithstanding, a rule was broken. That should have meant, based on the rules, that that team, unless the individual was able to come back and continue to play, that team should have been disqualified and that's it. Like, that's literally it. It should have been case in point, done, case closed, move on. But according to the catch-all, they can change it at any time they want, and they did. But it gets worse than this. So the shitstorm does not end there. Because after Lux were allowed back, after being wrongfully DQ'd, status quo were then being thrown out of bracket play and turning point were allowed through. So, at this point in time, we have the following. Lux got DQ'd. HCS said, just kidding, and Lux was put back into the bracket. Turning point, who should have been DQ'd, were brought through into the bracket. And status quo, who did literally nothing wrong, were then removed from bracket play and got fucked. Just absolutely fucked. So, all in all, the wrong teams got fucked over for a rule change that was completely unjustified. There is yet to be an apology on the side of HCS, nor even a statement at this time. We have a couple responses, though. So Lux gave a response, and this is what it states. During the HCS Pro Series H2A tournament today, following a decision by HCS that both we and our players view it as unfair treatment, our players have elected not to participate in the remainder of the tournament. We support our players 100% in their decision. We'll be having discussions with our players and reevaluating our participation in HCS for the remainder of the season and moving forward. Thanks to the community for your support. In other words, that's why Lux got 5th through 8th, is because they decided, due to the unfair rule change, absolutely, that they didn't want to continue on with the tournament. Completely justified there. Understand completely. So, Hoaxer, who is the coach of Turning Point, 
also gave a response. And it states, Proud of our team for executing when it mattered, and shout out to Swiftkill for summing in on an emergency scenario for our team. Not happy with how certain things were handled surrounding this tournament, but I'm, ho- uh, but I'm fully prepared to discuss discrepancies with all parties involved. Also, to the people enraged about the outcome of straight six teams, uh, team, Lux Gaming, I'd highly recommend waiting to hear from all sides before passing judgment, as I know all haven't heard it. So, there is a point here that I want to make. Okay? I said it before, I'm going to say it again. We are friends with a lot of organizations within the scene. We are not affiliated with any of the orgs within the scene. I will pass judgment 100% always. I don't give a fuck. There's a reason why I say that. So, to Kratos and Lux specifically. Apparently, according to a response from Hoaxer to Kratos, it states that, Kratos never reached out to an admin in the MCC Pro Series to determine whether or not Lux Gaming can move on to play that their next pool play match, which they had to play no matter what anyway. They did have to play, yeah. Okay? But according to Hoaxer, he did not reach out and determine that that was okay to do before moving on from their Turning Point Series. Okay? That comes from him. So, I'm going to say, I'm not reading chat right now. Okay, I will read chat in a minute, but I want to get this point across. If that happened, or did not happen, I mean, if Kratos or anybody on Lux did not reach out to an MCC Pro Series admin to determine whether or not they can move forward, that is 100% on them. Straight up. Okay? That is 100% on them. But... If you are a team who literally broke a fucking rule and thought it was okay to continue on within the tournament, I don't give a fuck what the refs say. Are you kidding me? The rule was... The rule is literally right fucking there. And they broke it. I'm... If you break a rule... And the rules clearly stated. And you were a comp- in a competitive environment. Well, this this isn't meant to be the, the the correct comparison here, but just bear with me. Will, if you get in baseball, okay, you're playing major league baseball, MLB, and you uh and you are accused of using steroids, and it is proven that you were using steroids. What happens to you? Uh, most likely fined and suspended. Okay. So let's see here. You, if you break a rule, you get reprimanded for it, right? Sure. Okay. So turning point breaks a rule. I want to clear something up though, before you continue. Go ahead. Turning point. They didn't necessarily break a rule. They just didn't have a contingency plan in place. They didn't have a sub in place. They, Asked admin, right? They said, can we get this player in? And the admin said, yes. Yep. So in turning point, turning point didn't break the rule. Administration broke the rule. Their own rule. Okay. I just wanted to clear that. No, I understand. 
I get where you're going, though. Yeah. I get where you're going. Let's catch up on chat. There's a lot. I know. Um, I had a There seems to be a little bit back and forth on... I'll let you go. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Let's see. So apparently Feistro says, then Wonderboy tells Kratos that he has nothing to do with the rules. He's just Tachi's middleman to face it. Not when you make a new rule that allows it. Viable Manatee, it's an unforeseen circumstance rule that comes under the admins can change this rule if they see fit. Marlon states, sounds to me Seto Kaiba was in charge of the rules of how screwed this sounds. I love you, Marlon. Welcome to the stream as well. Viable Manatee continues, oh, also, I'm, I'm totally stupid. When I said Viable Manatee in blue team tournaments, that was Bobetta Feta, not Viable Manatee. Viable Manatee is part of now the, he's the new admin of the Pro-Am series, if I'm not mistaken. So, I apologize. Back on track. Viable Manatee states, which makes sense because nobody expects a, a DC that hard, he can't come back on. The biggest issue for me was how the players getting impatient and not waiting for the admins before they made their next move. In, si in hindsight, there wouldn't have never been any DQ if they just waited no matter how long. The admins just took forever to reply based on what I know. And then Maddie replies with about two hours. Bible Mancy says exactly my point. Uh, Feistro says, it's unreasonable to expect a team to wait hours and hold up an, an entire tournament. If your player can't get online and you don't have a sub submitted, too fucking bad. Bible Manatee, unreasonable, but the situation they have to live with. Uh, Phantom Snake states, also welcome, welcome Phantom Snake. It's pool play. They played a pool match. They didn't advance themselves. Kratos messed up for sure, though. Did not help the situation. Uh, Feistro says, submit to your sub on time or risk getting fucked. It's not a gray area. The rules are black and white. Have a sub or risk not having a teammate if something occurs. Bible Manatee says, it's a gray area because no one expects to get DC'd so hard they can't play at all. Okay, stopping there for a second. I agree with Feistro. It's not a gray area. The rule's in place for a reason. Like Will said, you should have a contingency plan in place ahead of time in case something happens. Right. Because you never know. Just like, like we're nowhere near freaking skill level, but when we did the, um, the Halo Bowl, we had Paul Shee on the bench just in case one of us couldn't make it, someone couldn't show up, yep. anything. Like, we had a player exactly ready to go just in case and ended up not needing him, th thankfully, but he was there. Exactly. Um, Phantom Snake says, they can't play at all because they didn't follow the rules. They did have they did not have a sub. Um, Viable Mandacy says, I agree with that. But the pros know they would always get away with the same ruling. I can imagine 1,000% that the Lux guys would have done exactly the same had it been one of them who DC'd. Matty Rum says, I tried to view Turning Point's side, but when I tried to watch back Ecos and Penguin streams, they both start after Swift Kill joined. Feistro says, went to scrim another team after being iced for hours. Bible Manatee, um, Lux made a, gentleman agree a gentleman's agreement to be okay with the sub and wasn't until after they were DQ'd we saw the backlash. But I don't have the answer to that, and I imagine you would have better judgment on that, Feistro. No hate, by the way, here. Just taking an outside perspective from that of an admin. Sure. Understandable. Was there a gentleman's agreement for to allow the sub? 
So that's viable manatees thought. Oh, thought. Yes. And I don't think there would be because they went to go play their next pool play match after waiting a couple hours. I don't think there was any agreement between both teams as to whether or not a sub would be allowed. Sure. And even if it was between the teams, still in the rule set that they didn't have a sub lined up. Exactly. Um, Phantom Snake says, everyone wrote it off because uh, Kratos messaged him basically saying not to play, but was waiting on admins to contact him, supposedly. And then Bible Manatee says, I'm not affiliated with any current TO after I left Europa. I'm a free agent in that regard. Oh. Oh, okay, sounds good, Bible. I apologize. And then Faisal says, to my knowledge, there was not a gentleman gentleman's agreement. Okay. So. There's a lot. There's it is a, a lot, lot going on with this. It is. And you know what the worst part is? I feel as though nothing is going to be done. I feel like there won't be an apology whatsoever. And they're not going to replay anything because the tournament's over. Like, they're not going to go back. Sure. They're only going to move forward. Yep. And it's just... And Dave says, honestly, they owe us a statement. I, I agree. I can agree. They do. They... Tashi, dude, come on. <laughs> this, if what was said about Wonder Boy talking to Kratos saying he was a middleman and that Tashi has the reins, Tashi, dude, you got to own the fuck up, man. This is, this is unacceptable. You heard it from pros. You heard it from amateurs. You're hearing it from us, Okay. We sit here and fucking talk about this, all right? You, we talked about it episode upon episode upon episode ago. You are the face of the HCS. You were not the sole team member. We understand that wholeheartedly, but you are the face of the HCS, okay? You know what happens when statements need to be provided? People love him. People hate him. The president of the United States has to come out and state something. Okay. He is the face of the nation. You are the face of the HCS. Hex is the face of the Chicago Huntsman. Okay. When statements need to be made, you get out in front of everything and you make a motherfucking statement. Do it. Own up to your mistake apologize for it, ensure it will not happen again, and make sure the right people are at your side to make sure these things don't happen again. No matter what, before you before you go, no matter what, there are going to be people in life that don't trust you. There are going to be people in life that don't like you. And you know what? It is what it is. Life's life. But that doesn't mean that if you make a mistake, you can't do better on it. You can't make good on it. You made a mistake. Own up to it. Learn from it. Apologize for it. And move on. Recently, um, Dr. Lupo did an interview with Luke Smith, the creative director over at Bungie for Destiny 2. Absolutely. Great interview, by the way. In that interview, Luke Smith came out and said, look, we're, we're doing what we can. If you don't like what's happening in our game, blame me. If you like what's happening, I have an awesome team behind me and they deserve all the credit. That's that's the thing. 
right? That's, that's what we need to see. When you are the face of something, when you are the head of something, you take that responsibility. You take that burden. That's on you. You're in that position for a reason. Okay? Again, own up to your mistakes. Even if it is a group effort, I don't give a fuck. Saying something is better than saying nothing. You saying nothing right now, an hour later, a day later, a week later, a month later, not saying anything at all makes you look so much worse. I I said it before and I'll say it again. I fucking hate doing this. I hate it. People like the Ranty Josh segment, right? Yeah. And sometimes, like, oh, it feels good to be all riled up. I fucking hate shitting on this. It hurts. It does. Because we want the best for it. That's the thing. We do a show about competitive Halo. A fucking scene that, based off stupid fucking decisions, dies further and further every day. And people say... People say that, oh, Halo Infinite's going to bring it back on top. I'm a firm believer that it'll never be back on top, no matter what happens. And I would love it to be back on top, but it'll never happen. But even without that even saying it, when these things happen, we can't get to be back in that spot. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, the whole infinite's going to save us thing. It's no, we have to save ourselves. Um, and with, with esports engine coming on, that's the only thing I'm hoping can say like, no, this is cause they're, they're taking controls of control of the tournaments, of the rules of the, the broadcasts, right? Like they're going to be driving force behind it. So it's going to be HCS, but it's going to be esports engine too. Right. So hopeful. I mean, we haven't seen HCS put on a like proper tournament. Like there's the for, the only one in the in recent times was the Invitational. Right, but I then think. you didn't have open. You didn't have all these. No, no, no. I'm just teams. saying. Like I think the first one, the first HCS run tournament that I can remember in any recent time was that invitation. was the only that one. That was good, you're saying? Or no, it's just the only one. It's the only one. Well, you have to look at the um, these DreamHack events with the online qualifiers. Like, Sure. Yes, it's HCS grassroots, but you're putting the HCS name on it. You should have right. some sort of like, why is your seating fucked up? Why can't we play these open tournaments right? Why can't the wire, wire two first place seeds playing each other in the first round? But Will, you're going to get an email. Just look for an email, Will. Just wait. Face it's going to send you an email. Will, just wait for the email. For those who didn't get that reference, that was literally a problem that people were having is that the seeds were so fucked and people didn't know what to do that they had to wait for an email from Face It that Tashi replied to them saying, hey, wait for your email from Face It. Awesome. Awesome. I, I get it. HCS basically stepped out so that these grassroots tournaments could be run without them. But like you said, you're putting your name on it. 
That's your brand. You're putting your brand on these things. Don't you want to see them thrive? You're not even giving them the resources to allow them to thrive. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Maddie here. Um, I know there's a lot of chat before this, but I'm just going to say uh, the rules that were established need to be upheld and stopped at Esports Engine or whatever TO is running that event. 343 shouldn't get involved until afterwards if it becomes a big issue and needs to be looked at um, for possible change. Yep. And then going back, uh, so reading through chat here, Maddie says, in my opinion, I don't blame Turning Point for trying, but after like 30 minutes, they should have forfeit themselves for integrity's sake. It's the same as the first Open with that team who DQ'd the other team in that CTF match. There are unwritten laws. Uh, Dave says, issues over, uh, issues over tournament and, and they never apologize, never talk about... Issues every tournament and they never apologize and never talk about it. They always push it under the rug. Uh, Feister says the worst part is I'm paying salary for online H2As to get H2A to get fucked by HDS repeatedly. Phantom six says same, especially not with these people in charge. Uh, viable Manatee says we need more rants, if not from you, but everyone with a voice, we only seem to get any production from uh, HCS when we're nuclear levels of toxic as I would, as I would know from all my behind the scenes work. And then he says, uh, the fir- the grassroots is a scam in my opinion. It's just an attempt to put a logo and yoink credit without doing anything to really help. Feischer says uh, an up arrow to Viable's previous statement. It says, first time I can agree with you, and I know I'll catch a plenty of flack for being unprofessional, but it's the only way to be heard. And see, that's, for me, that's my problem is that I wish, and part of me still believes that good, good things can be done with proper communication and not being a dick, right? It's why I always say, like, when there's a tournament coming up or whatnot, just don't be an asshole, right? I always say that. Yeah. Because I truly believe things can change. Part of me truly believes things can change if we're just fucking nice and understandable. But there comes a point in time where we've been understanding for a long time and nothing's fucking changed. And I we're... We're at that breaking point. People have been at that breaking point for years. I'm basically at that breaking point now. I've been saying, be nice to one another, be respectful to one another, don't be an asshole to one another. There comes a point in time where I'm nice enough to where this shit bothers the fuck out of me. And I'm there. I'm bothered. And I'm just a fucking dude who sits next to his best friend and we talk about <laughs> Halo. And I'm pissed off about it. See, for me coming in to, to Halo, I just, I started with just, I'd watch the tournaments because I enjoyed the competition. And now that the further I get into the scene, the more of the, the bullshit you see that shouldn't be here. And when we talk about people wanting Halo to be a top tier esport again, this, like you said earlier, like, it's never going to get there if this stuff keeps happening. Right. There's no way. And Besides the ga- whatever game you're playing, when the, the like we talked about, the competitive integrity is not intact, people aren't going to enjoy it. Right. And now let's say for the sake of argument that Tashi and the team, uh, the HCS team, are looking at this as we are getting our roots firmly planted into Halo Infinite Esports. We are doing everything in our power right now to make sure that Infinite Esports is the best thing Halo's ever seen. I mean, ever or 
like recently, just the best thing 343 has ever done for Halo Esports is going to be Halo Infinite. Okay. Now I'm, I'm not, let me preface this. I'm not trying to put words in anybody's mouth. Okay. This is just an observation. This is a what if scenario, right? They bring an esports engine. They're like, hey, you're going to run everything. You guys are veterans in this space. We trust you. We're building our team around you. You guys are great. Go, right? Cool. That's fantastic. What happens when Infinite dies? Esport engine goes away. Let's let's just say that. Let's say esports engine goes away. Like, yeah. These HCS grassroots events continue to pop up again. Huh. So we're saying that are we only going to be focusing on infinite esports and we're not going to care about grassroots again? Because then we're going to be in the same cycle all over again. And I'm not about that. We are at the, the point I'm trying to make is they should be fixing these issues immediately at the grassroots level. Whatever they have their fucking brand on, they have responsibility for it too. And they need to own up to that responsibility. Go ahead, Will. No, you're completely right. And for me, it's it's so weird with, like I said before, if Tashi came in over Wonderboy on this tournament, but there was no ruling on the previous tournament. I mean, this one isn't grassroots. It's got... This is literal HCS branding. This is HCS branding. So, yep. um, But you're using another tournament organize, uh, organizer to run it. They should have the final say. Like... Um, I think Maddie said it before yep. that it shouldn't go to HCS on a ruling. The tournament organizer should have the ruling. And you know, what's funny. The rule was there. There was, yeah. Face it, it had the fucking rule. <laughs> Bring it full circle. It was, it was in the rule book. And I, Oh my God. It, it's mind boggling. Um, hey Lord relay. Welcome so, to the stream. Yes. Welcome Lord. So let's see here. Viable States. Face it needs admins with Halo experience. Uh, there are CS rulings being copied and pasted, and they don't work. Cost me my ties with the inner circle by constantly standing out against three for three industries on Twitter, and was a leading uh, cause in what led to me leaving Europa. Um, and then Sam, uh, Feistro says that's why Lux is on the verge of leaving Halo permanently. And then Viable Manatee states, I'll never be allowed anywhere near a good Halo TO again because I know being this negative is the only way to get things done. But and three for three industries really don't like the people who don't like them and make it public. Well, we're about to be on their shit list real quick. Uh, Viable then states, and uh, and you know it's always red flag when players have to sign legal waivers before competing in majors. There's always enough suspicion. There's already enough suspicion that HCS plays favorites. And you know what? Based off of what happened in this in this pro and this MCC Pro Series Pro Tournament, that's it. Feels like that. It really does feel like that. It's, yeah. And it's a fucking shame because. There, there are some out there that'll look at this as, so like I said, I am not the biggest fan of Kratos as a person. I'm not. Okay. But I tuned into a stream yesterday and he said something perfectly in my mind. So people will look at this as, oh, it's just a fucking piddly shit tournament for lack of money. Who cares? Right. Kratos said something that hit the nail on the head for me. And I loved it. He talked about how it's not about that at all. It's about taking this opportunity that he's been given, that other players have been given, and making a name for yourself for these orgs that are thinking about coming into Halo for Infinite and, and beyond. Right? Yeah. That 
was beautiful because it's 100% what you should be doing. You shouldn't be looking at it as the, at the money. You should be looking at it as you want to have fun. You want to be a professional. You want to mean something. You want to make yourself mean something within this space. When Kratos said that, like I said, I'm not a big fan of him, but when he said that, the respect increased. I respect his his competitive integrity in that regard. I respect his willingness to want to compete and try to better himself as a player to be looked at by these big orgs that are potentially coming into infinite, being on one of those top tier squads, getting those chips. That's the type of shit that I look for. And when HCS has these issues that ruin the competitive integrity of the tournament of your brand. And it looks like you are playing favorites. That shit. It. It's tarnishing credibility within the scene. And like I said, I don't think Halo infinite will bring Halo esports back on top. I don't think Halo esports will ever be back in the sphere of a counter strike of a Dota two or anything like that. But there's nothing more that I want to see than see our space thrive as big as it can get. And when we have issues like these, it makes it so one step forward, two steps back. We keep, we're, we're filling up that, we're filling up that pothole and then it just keeps getting fucking deeper. There's nothing, it feels like there's nothing we can do to get ourselves out of this fucking hole. Because once we start making that improvement, we're fucking, get, we're getting so close to getting there a stupid decision gets made. Someone does fucking something idiotic and we're back in it again. How are we going to get out this time? Are we going to get out this time? I'm just upset. I want it fixed. I really I think, do. I think we all want it fixed. Um, there's a little chat of stuff going on before this tournament in our discord. And I just, I said the the whole, it was it was about, you know, HCS giving kind of excuses for what, what's going on or what they didn't do. And oh. I just said, you know, actions speak louder than words. They've been giving us just words. That's all we've ever had. And we need to see something happen for just you know, anything, really, just to kind of make us feel like things are going to be okay because it doesn't feel that way and it hasn't in a long time. So... The reference that Will was making there, and this is a very touchy subject. It is. Okay? But I'm just going to briefly explain it. This isn't meant to it put an affiliation towards anything. This is, we just literally want to explain it. So, HCS, the HCS Twitter account never put out a tweet in regards to the standings or the, the placings of the open tournament. Right? That was That was the basis of that. Tashi put out a response because... I think Moses put out a tweet yes, that asking. said, why the fuck didn't you just literally take five seconds to put out a tweet that said, so hey, right, I can't find the fucking state. Like, where is this information? Right. And it's, uh, yeah, again, to shine the light on those amateurs. Exactly. Tashi's response was both the Halo and the HCS Twitter accounts were being remaining silent due to the, due to the Black Lives Matter movement. Yes. So again, this is just to explain why there was tension going on, and rightfully so, because other things happened where they did yes. provide responses, and the movement's still going on. Yes. Um, again, I respect what they did there, 
But again, communication fell through. No one knew. No one knew why. Exactly. No one, it, it's. So Feistro says, yes. well, they can only respect the Black Lives Matter movement until they have something they can promote to get paid. Halo 3 the next day. So sure. again, this is, this is why I say that the Black Lives Matter movement has not ended, nor will it ever end, nor should it ever end until racism is fucking gone. Okay. That's plain. That's facts. That's plain and simple yeah. facts. The thing again, I think will you hit it on the hit the nail on the head. There was a complete lack of communication. All it took. You know what? Okay. God, I am such a shitty, I, I'm a white dude who cannot comprehend what, what goes on, but I'm going to say this halo. So 343 industries, the halo Twitter account and individuals from, um, 343 put out their statements in regards to the black lives matter movement. We read them last week, yes. right? We gave our statement as well. That in my mind doesn't mean that you go silent and not continue to do your job. Basically you can donate, you can protest, you can keep speaking about it in any way you possibly can. But that also doesn't mean you get to stop doing your job. The halo Twitter account didn't stop doing their job. Feistro literally just said it. It would have taken whoever whether it was uh, Muggsy, whether it's somebody else on the HCS team, it would have taken somebody literally five minutes to post that tweet with with the results. It's all it would have taken. Hell, or even right after the tournament took place, you could have posted the results. Yes, because it was the next day. That they yes, were. all you had to do was literally after the tournament was done was post the results. It's crazy that it, it takes... I see where Moses is coming from. Moses gets a lot of shit, sometimes rightfully so, but I see where he's come from that it's like you have to pull fucking teeth to get a response out of them. I don't care how big or small your team is. A tweet does not take very long. It's the very basic standard of communication. Just put it out there. Um, Dave says, same with COVID till we get a cure. Oh, hell, if you do a statement like that, you could be uh, that you can't be, be silent. silent. You imply that you're standing up. Why are you sitting back down? Um, Turning Point used the same fucking excuse to give uh, to give us nothing on... Wait, TC? TC. Um, um, the Coalition. Yes, thank you. The Coalition used the same fucking excuse to give us nothing on Gears 5. They delayed the what's up because of Black Lives Matter. And then when it finally came, it had fucking nothing in it. Okay? I wonder what team got fucked over yesterday, and I wonder what team won the tournament they ignored. And then Dave says... I think that uh, part was because of Microsoft. I saw Rare talking about holding some talks because of Black Lives Matter. That's fine. The The whole thing, though, is if there's things going on and people need that communication, they should have said, I mean, how long does it take to, to tweet, hey, because of the Black Lives Matter movement, we are going silent on Twitter tomorrow to provide space for issues at hand. Yes. Or something to that effect. Sure. Lack of communication. Lack of communication. Yep. It would take it, it again. It would have taken five minutes for that tweet too. It's uh, yeah. It it boggles my fucking mind because the last thing I want to do is stop talking about something that means so much in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement and 
people can throw shit my way because we haven't been talking about it, right? We hadn't been talking about it until it became an even bigger thing than it already was. We we were complacent in the fact that we had to wait until some until people got murdered in order to be like, all right, now's the time to talk about it. We should have been talking about it years ago. We we should have talked we should have been talking about it when we first started this platform. It's so going slightly off topic here, we apologize for being complacent in that regard. It needs to continue to be talked about. But like I said, it doesn't mean people can't have to stop doing their jobs. Just plain and simple. There are so many different ways that you can bring support to this cause while still doing your job. <sighs> okay. Any closing thoughts on the topic? Should we? Should we? I think we've we've gone through it. Tashi, hey, it's me. It's your boy, Josh, aka JK Fire. Um, we're over here on the HTS Pro Talk set, you know, and you may or may not have heard us kind of like lay in to what is happening, right? We're just a couple guys that sit here and we talk about competitive Halo. And uh, to be honest, competitive Halo is in a rough shape right now. Okay. All we ask. Actually, you know what? I'm not asking anymore. We need you to get out in front of this and apologize. We need you to get out in front of this and make up for what the fuck just happened. What the fuck's been happening. Okay? Do that. Because, to be completely honest with you, that is the very least that you can do to try to make this better. Don't just say, we're looking into things and it'll be fixed for next week. We don't want that. We don't need that. Not again, not ever. Get it right. Apologize. Move on. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Are we ready to move on? Well, it's time for some regular news. Back to the show. This is another very important thing I want to talk about. Okay? I titled this, Life is Precious. This is by Team Respawn over on Twitter, and I quote, Today I was involved in a serious accident that requires surgery with amputation. Please keep in your thoughts and prayers. This will be a tough road to recovery, but I'm staying positive. Life is precious. Remember to say I love you. Thank you. I'll return soon. Team Respawn, we wish you the absolute best. We hope everything is okay. And all I ask is that the the competitive Halo community, the Halo community in general, reach out to them. Say you're thinking about them. So let them know your thoughts are with you. Thank you. The next news story, members have been added to the Halopedia team. This is by Halopedia. 
Today, after two weeks of voting, we welcome two new admins to the team. The awesome Bacon Shelf and the amazing Dab1001. We can't wait to see what they get up to. Congratulations, gentlemen. Next up, next up, did somebody say Firefight? This is by Halo. Halo 3 ODST Firefight will be coming to Halo the Master Chief Collection on PC and Xbox One later this summer. Next news story, Halo Infinite clothing teaser? So this is a tweet by Walking Cat, and it includes what appear to be some like very high quality, potentially real renders for what Halo Infinite merch could be could look like on the like gear.xbox.com website. So if they are real, I would expect an announcement soon. Because they looked real. Like somebody spent a lot of time with that and they look good. The could this just be someone doing like digital work though? Yes, it could be. It very well could be. That's what I'm saying. If it's real. If it's real, yeah. But it looks very good. It looks very clean, minimalistic. If they put that on the gear, I'd buy it. That looks <laughs> it looks really good. It literally it does. does. Um I hope it's real. Next news story, Halo Infinite Mega Constructs Reveal. This is by Mega Constructs News. So I don't know what's in it. I've been avoiding all the Mega Construct stuff. Understandably, because they reveal a lot of shit. It's just little figures. That's all. The, yeah. And it's not any like major thing. I did see one thing on Twitter and it looked like one of the figures had like a the flamethrower backpack or something like to that effect or the like uh anyway. I am Devin asks, what happened? I've been reading tweets for hours and can't find out what happened. Um, Devin, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to go through it again. But go back and watch the VOD after the stream is done, which it'll be done in about a half hour or so, and or wait until the audio version gets released tomorrow. That's what I'll say. Or if someone wants to Explain DM, it in chat. Yeah. Or, yeah, or DM. Like DM you said. whisper or something. Yes, it was a lot, a lot. Or type exclamation point show notes and scroll down to the topic section and it would be in there that's, as well. That's actually a really good point. It's nearly all in there, Devin. Um, how far in did you talk about it? I'd say about uh, an the, hour and 10 minutes or so. Or well, the, the, we the, talked about the, it for a while. The topic section started around the twenty-one, twenty-two minute mark, and then um, we just ended at one hour eleven. That's how long that was. Yes. Oh my god. Ooh, I didn't realize I talked about it for that. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. Why the fuck would I be sorry? They fucked up. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not. I didn't include what the figures were yeah. in case of spoilers. So if you want to look at them, you can. But they're not anything major. Um. Okay, so the big one and the final actual news story that we have for the week, the MCC development and flighting updates is by Postums. The Halo Flea... The, Halo Flea? Thank you, Will. The Halo 3 flight is live right now. Woo. So what is this flight all about? Well, for those of you who aren't in this flight, here are some core details around what's going on right now. New features, customization, forge, theater, and challenges. They're in there. Gameplay content for campaign. Flighting is supporting the following campaign missions with options for all difficulty levels, single player, and cooperative online play. 
Seer 117, The Storm, The Ark, The Covenant, which is the best Halo mission of all time, and Halo. Multiplayer content. This flight supports various maps and playlists for multiplayer. This will include custom games, social games, and competitive games. Below are the playlists and maps that will be available for each title across the various multiplayer options. Well, there's one title. It's Halo 3. But here you, here's what you got. Social games. You have 4v4, 8-player free-for-all, 12-player infection, and 8v8. Competitive, you have Halo 3 Team Hardcore, which is 4v4, Halo 3 Team Slayer, which is 4v4, and Halo 3 Team Doubles, which is 2v2. And then the maps include Construct, Guardian, Last Resort, Narrow, Sand Trap, The Pit, Valhalla, Foundry, Sandoff, Avalanche, Sandbox, and Heretic. All the dates for the play sessions will be included as well. Today's the 14th. It's Halo 3 Team Slayer and Social 8v8. And then tomorrow's, we'll just include that as well. Halo 5, te- uh, Halo 5, Halo 3 Team Hardcore and Social Infection. Yeah, Halo 5 flighting is going on right now. I'm just kidding. So they're also working on potentially including more people within the flight. So check your notifications on halowaypoint.com. You're not necessarily guaranteed to get an email. You more than likely will. But in the event you're not, Go to HaloWaypoint.com, log in with your Microsoft account, make sure you're in the Insider program, and check the notifications. Because that's where your invite will be if it's there. And then, if you're going to leave feedback, go to the Halo support site. Links included. Google Doc, the show notes of the show. Check it out. Will, that's it for the regular news. It's time for COD, another Games Watch! I don't have anything Call of Duty related to talk about because the Minnesota Rocker Home Series is happening right now, but we're not, we're not good, so. You got a, well, you heard we had a roster change, right? What? Um, Alex had a injury in his hand he has been playing through the last few weeks and tournaments oh, shit. and um on um, after friday competing he finally said i have to like they finally said no you're done and he has to stop he's going back home to, was a sub um exceed okay and we lost to the surge Seattle search we were up 2-0 and they came back they reverse, reverse swept sweeps, us reverse swept us fuck so i mean surge finally making a Surge in some play um, after karma retires and yeah. after we get a sub. <sighs> yeah. Our home series is not looking well for us. Going back on comp- competitive integrity though, playing on online servers that aren't LAN feels when this was supposed to be all LAN sure. season. Like sure. that's when, that's when things started like shaking up is when we went from LAN to online, but you got to admit, at least that organization did a lot to make things as smooth as they could be. True. Unlike they even another up, one for this last for our home series too. They just updated their servers to be more what a higher tick rates better, right? So they went from twelve to sixty tick rate, which was very pretty, nice, pretty damn good, very nice. Lord Relay says it feels great on PC. I'm ta- I, I imagine he's talking about Halo yep. Three Flight. Yep, and we're going to talk about that shortly too. So, video game news. Yeah. There was a lot, okay? We're going to go through some things. First up, we have the everything you need to know about Xbox Series X and the future of Xbox so far. 
It's an article on news.xbox.com and they're going to continually update said article as announcements are made. So go ahead and read through that. I ain't going to fucking read through it here. There's a lot, but it's there for you. Then we had the Destiny 2 reveal. Yeah. Yes. And they really, they revealed the next three years of expansions and how it's still going to be Destiny 2. Yep. They're not going to be making a Destiny 3 for any time soon. Yep. In that uh, Luke Smith interview, they said they learned their lesson of what happened when they moved from Destiny to Destiny 2. And that Destiny 1 was actually in a really good place before they moved to Destiny 2. And they kind of regressed when they moved over. Yep. And people didn't like it. So they they, did. Uh, there's probably going to be... I would like for them to kind of do the MCC thing. Drop the Destiny 2. Just make it the game Destiny. And if there is any D1 content they wanted to bring back in, they could. And I think they're starting the to do DCV, that. The DCV. The Destiny Content Vault. Yes. Yes. So they're they're doing that with they're bringing back the vault of glass. Yep, that's one of the things they'll be bringing back. Well, they're gonna they're gonna spruce it up and put and bring it into Destiny Two. Yes. Um, Vibal Manis says PS Five. Don't worry, we're, we're getting, getting to there. that. Of course, we have to talk about that. Um, but yeah, and then they revealed the new season and they released it uh, same day because they had the reveal at like eleven and the Ooh. season went live at noon. Or like weekly reset time. So there's that. We'll get to Will's adventures so we can talk about the new season a little bit further in there. Uh but yeah, I thought it was a good reveal overall. Um and love or hate Destiny 2, I thought I thought the presentation was what was good, considering what they had to do with COVID and everything. I thought it was a good presentation. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm excited for the future, all things considered. Of Destiny 2. Okay. You know what? We're going to hold off. We'll do a PS5 last because there's a lot there. But let's do... Uh, so over the weekend, we have... Oh, so for those who don't know, over the past week, E3 was supposed to be taking place. E3 got canceled due to COVID. Therefore, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of companies decided they wanted to do... <laughs> what? Just the, the bunch, a bunch, a bunch. A bunch, a bunch, a bunch of companies wanted to do their own show. Yes. Okay? So we have a lot... It's continually going on. So here's what we had that happened over this weekend that's still going on right now, as a matter of fact. So Guerrilla Collective, not Guerrilla Games who makes Horizon for the PlayStation. This is a different thing, and they mainly focus on indie titles, okay? So day two is right now. It's happening literally right now. Day one happened yesterday. And again, it was a focus on indie titles, and it's also return of the kind of funny game showcase. So they kind of integrated within that. If you want to check that out, I included the YouTube video. Check out day one. Then was the PC gaming show, which was still long. I think it was like two and a half, almost three hours. Again, they showed the most games they ever had, which again would explain the length. But a couple big ones I want to point out, and other people would have other opinions, but Persona 4 Golden, it was originally a PlayStation. Well, Persona 4 was a PS2 game. Persona 4 Golden was a PlayStation Vita exclusive. Ooh. Yep. And they have just released it on PC. It's available right now. It's like only 20 bucks. And it's arguably one of the greatest RPGs of all time. So uh, I bought it. I'm excited for it. Hopefully it's awesome. I've heard it's really good. I played a little bit on the Vita. Not too much though, but I've heard it's great. And then uh, Dave says... 
And day nine is still sexy. I love day nine, dude. He's he's fantastic. Arguable, it is. I'm just saying. And then uh, the other one I wanted to point out was Torchlight 3 is available on early access right now as well. That was a big announcement that they had. These people were wondering about it. So $29.99, early access. Um, there's that. And then a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of other games were announced during that show too. And then the last one before we get into the PS5, the Future Game Show took place yesterday as well. Again, this is just another... Like, I think this was Games Radar presented this. And they had a little bit of everything. Some indies, some big ones, so on and so forth. Go ahead and check that out. VODs will be included in the Google Doc of the show until the show. You can check them all out. Apparently, there are server issues right now, at least yesterday, for Torchlight. Yes, there have been. Um, I did not play it yesterday. Uh, but, yes, I did hear that there are server issues. I'm the. This is the only time I'm going to give a company a pass because it's an early access. It's the only time I will give a company a pass at a time like this because it's an early access. Now, a lot of companies like to take advantage of their early access platform and keep their games in it indefinitely. Mm-hmm. But for the time being, it just released an early access. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. See if it gets fixed. Um, yo, what's up, Search? I miss you guys so much. I've been slacking. It's all good. Welcome back. It's good to see you. And yes, you have been fucking slacking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Dave says, uh, also unfortunate spaceman went free to play and is fun. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. PS five. Let's fucking do this. PS five, the future of gaming. That was what their presentation was called. And you know what? So I have bullet points here going through some bigger things, but I thought it was a much better showing than what Xbox put on. Let's be real here. This, to me, felt like this was their E3 presentation. Yes. And Microsoft, and okay. We this still have the Microsoft one coming. Right. So this isn't, to, this isn't meant to, for me to sound like a, an Xbox fanboy and being like, for what I'm about to say. But in Microsoft's corner here, this, that, that event that they had with the third party titles was never meant to be their E3 showing. Right. Okay. They did mismarket the fuck out of it though. In terms of we're showing gameplay. Now nah, you fucking didn't. Okay. Let's be real. So I want to make sure as people don't think I'm a fucking fanboy in any of this because I'm not, I, I, I love all consoles, have them all, whatever. But Sony knocked it out of the fucking park with this. My main criticism though, is that there were basically no release dates or release windows for nearly all the games in the show. Yeah. Only a handful of titles had either a date or a window. Right, like fall 2020. Right. Spring 21. Yep. So, let's get into some standout ones here. Will, if there's any anything you want to add, please let me know. Chat, if there's anything you want to add, let me know. GTA five opened the show. Yeah. So also let me, let me hit this point too. A lot of the games shown here were not exclusive, even though Sony may, may, may make it. So you think it is a lot of these titles in the show were not exclusive. A lot were, but a lot were not. Okay. 
And if you were paying attention to Twitter after the fact, you would see that Mike, well, Xbox were trying to save their asses and put out tweet after tweet after tweet in regards to, we're so excited to be working with company A because their games are coming to Xbox Series X in the fall or whatever time, right? Yeah. They're trying to save their asses because Sony didn't explicitly state that the games are coming to other platforms. They don't need to, but it just wasn't mm-hmm. stated. So GTA 5 is getting spruced up and coming to the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. If you are a PlayStation Plus member, you get a million dollars in GTA Online cash every month leading up to the release of GTA 5 on PlayStation 5. And not bad. if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you get GTA Online for free when it releases on the PlayStation 5. Okay, so there's that. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. I know exactly what you're about to say. There needs to be clarification on this. There is clarification. It is a standalone Spider-Man game, most comparable to an Uncharted The Lost Legacy. So, you do not need the base Spider-Man game to play. It is not a sequel. It is in the same world and everything like that. It's just an Uncharted The Lost Legacy size game. Okay? Like an expansion, but not Exactly. Yes. So, yes. But, yeah. Because you don't need the base game to play this. It'll be yep. on a separate disc, but it's, it's bigger than a DLC. Yeah. Yes. So there you go. Gran Turismo 7. It is what it is. No release date or window. No. Um, I, I'm going to... Actually, I'm going to have fun with this for a second. But Gran Turismo 7, of course, new box, new car game. Always. And it looks phenomenal, Always. obviously. Yep. Also, can I just say that for Gran Turismo 7, hey, the, pe- the people at Polyphony Digital, if you're listening to this show, because I know you're not, but if you are listening to a show about Halo Esports, where we also talk about some video games, can I come to your guys' offices and whoever designs the user interface, can I fucking hit you? Like metaphor, I would never physically metaphorically. Can I hit you? I don't want to threaten anybody here guys. We're not in the 1970s. Okay. We don't need to design a UI like you're working on a desktop where there's icons everywhere. We don't need guys. There are these people in the world. They're called UI UX designers. You should hire one or two or train the ones that you currently have, because I don't think anybody needs to get fired over this. I just think you guys need to look at this and be like, man, we've been doing the same shit ever since we basically started. You know, it'd be cool if we basically copied any other fucking car game out there. It looks terrible and it's still the same. (sighs) Guys, your cars look great. Okay, the game looks great. You know what doesn't? Your UI. Fix it. Ratchet and Clank is back, baby! Oh, I knew you were going to be excited about this. Oh! I was stoked. Ratchet and Clank rift apart. I can't fucking wait. Oh my god. (laughs) It looks next gen, too. Yes, it did. Like the... So the Ratchet and Clank reboot... Um on the PlayStation 4, like look like a Pixar movie 
as a video game. This looks like a more realistic, if I can use that term, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. It looks more gritty. It, it doesn't look as cartoonish. That's, that's, yeah. So I'm fucking, I am stoked. I am fucking stoked. Um, Hitman 3. The final. Yes, in the trilogy that they're doing. Mm-hmm. That trailer looked really good. It did. And now there's like grappling and whatnot on the sides of buildings and shit. That game looks rad. I don't like, think I'd play it though, but see, that's it the still thing. Looks cool, right? I get them, and like typically when they go on sale, I'll get it, and I'll play it for a little bit, and then I'll watch other people play it. And I'm like, man, I want to play like that, you know? Yeah. When you see a like a perfectly executed run, I'm like this game's fucking rad, and I can't do that. Yeah. But <laughs> um, the Demons Souls remake. So, for those who don't know, Demon's Souls was a PlayStation 3 game from back in the day. Uh, it, re- it basically kick-started the whole uh, Souls-like games, right? Where it's made by From Software. You have, your, you have Demon's Souls as the first one. And you have Dark Souls and the Bloodborns and the Sekiro's and all that, right? Okay, so it, ba- it kick-started that whole franchise. It, I mean, it kick-started that whole genre, is people think of Souls-like games as a genre now, so I'll say that. Well, this one is being remade by the same people who did the Shadow of the Colossus remake on the PlayStation 4, um, and that first trailer just looked really good. So I probably will never play it because I, I'm not a huge... I was a fan of Bloodborne. I'm not really a fan of the the slower pace of the, of the Demon Souls and the Dark Souls, I know Dark Souls 3 got faster, and I think 2 got faster as well, but yeah, that is, it's just my opinion. Resident Evil Village. Resident Evil 8. 8. And something tells me they're going to do the same thing where, like, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. It was Resident Evil Biohazard. Sure, but it was... 7's in the Biohazard. Yeah. So I think they're going to do the same thing where it's going to be called Resident Evil 8 Village. But either way... um. Bringing back Chris, I think, right? We know Leon. Who's coming back? Who's back I don't in that remember, trailer? He's an old man. It looked amazing. It did. It did look really good. And it seems like they're taking what they did in seven and just expanding upon it, making things more open, more creepy. I like it. I'm in it. I dig it. I like it. Uh, Chris from the rumors of it, Dave says. Perfect. There it is. Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Looks fucking good. Like, these games look next-gen. Now, Horizon's a first-party title. It's going to take advantage of the hardware. That's expected. But damn, did that look really good. Um, I'm excited. I like the first one a lot. I still need to finish the expansion, but I liked it. Before we get to the console, are there any games that you thought of that I didn't mention here, Will? There was the freaking cat game where, oh, like, yeah. the robot. Everyone got excited to play as a freaking cat. Didn't have, like, a backpack on it or did. some shit? Yeah. So, it, from the trailer we got, it looks like humans no longer exist. The world is ran by robots, and you play as a cat in this world, and that's all we really know. All right. So, I took notes 
during this event. Are you ready for this, Will? Sure. Okay. Was there anything in chat before we... Horizon looks great. I need to finish the first one. Bug snacks? Oh, God. Um, Was still expecting the Mass Effect remastering. So apparently there's a rumor going around, and Dave, I know this is what you're getting at. Um, Apparently a Mass Effect trilogy remaster will be coming this summer. Interesting. I imagine it'll be on Xbox One and PlayStation 4 and PC. I don't know. But the rumor is that apparently that's going to be announced soon. And then there's a new Star Wars game that's getting revealed tomorrow. It's a a new Rogue Squadron game. So, fuck, man, it's a lot of shit. Okay, so I took notes during the PlayStation PlayStation 5 presser, okay? This is what I meant when I said no dates or release windows were given. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Holiday 2020, Gran Turismo 7, nothing. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, nothing. Project Athia, or Athia, whatever, nothing. Understandable, that's a project name, I get it. Stray, 2021, Returnal, nothing. Sackboy, A Big Adventure, nothing. Destruction All-Stars, nothing. Kina, Bridge of Spirits, nothing. Goodbye Volcano High, 2021. Oddworld Soulstorm, nothing. Ghostwire Tokyo, 2021. Jet the Far Shore, holiday 2020. Okay, that could be a release. That could be a um, launch title. Godfall, holiday 2020. Could be a launch title. Solar Ash, 2021. Hitman 3, January 2021. So soon. Soon after the consoles are released. Astro's Playroom, nothing. Little Devil Inside, nothing. NBA 2K21, fall 2020. Duh. Bug Snacks, holiday 2020. Demon Souls, the remake, nothing. Deathloop, nothing. Resident Evil 8 Village, 2021. Pragmata, 2022. Horizon Forbidden West, nothing. That was every game that was revealed or shown off. Barely anything had a date or even a window. So that's my one concern is that what the fuck are the type like launch games going to be with this? It's going to sell regardless, but like, I, I really want to know what the fucking launch games are going to be. Um, all right, let's see here. Let's catch up on chat before we get to the console real quick. Yes. Hype for the new star Wars game says Dave. Jordan says, I'm so excited for that announcement. Dave, we going to play the shit out of it? Well, yeah. Uh, Jordan says, there's a single player, but it sounds like the main focus is going to be on multiplayer. Um, I feel like they're laughing at me for being excited about bug snacks. No, I'm not. No, I didn't think it looked that good. It looked weird. I mean, I, it could be cool. It, it just doesn't look like it's going to be for me. I'm willing to give it a shot. We'll see. And then... And then Dave says, I'm willing to bet that these are expected launch titles as an assumption. Hopefully it looks good. I kind of hope Cal Kestis is in it. That could be cool. Jordan says, I want Hera in it. Get some hype for a sequel Rebels series. And then Dave says, we haven't talked about Persona 4 Golden enough. <laughs> the game's fucking old. Move on. Oh. I'm just kidding. It just came out on fucking Steam. That's crazy. It was a Vita title. And before that, it was a PlayStation 2 game. Like, it's a big deal. I get it. I bought it. Like, I get it. 
You're old. I am. I would like a Tales of Graces F re-release, says Jordan. Well, good luck with that one, bud. Um, all right, the console. Whoo, boy. Before we talk about it, no price, no actual date, just holiday 2020. It seems like Microsoft and Sony are doing the circle jerk to determine who the fuck is going to release their price first. And the other one's probably going to come in and try to undercut it. So we'll see. Um, okay. Two SKUs. The yeah. regular console with a disc drive. And they came out with it immediately and said that there's going to be a second edition with no disc drive. They're digital edition. Digital edition. Yep. Yep. Um, it looks funky. I like it. I like it too. I really the do. The digital edition looks awesome. Yep, because it's sleek. It's got like the it's, it's symmetrical on both sides. I think the um the disc version, if you're able to turn it, you would are. look good. You are. There we go. They showed it in the trailer as well. It was a very brief shot. Gotcha. But it I showed mean, it sitting down. Yeah. Yep. I think with it sitting down, it'll be okay with the disc, but to stand up the sleek digital version looks amazing. Yes. Looking at the size of it, it's massive. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, before we get into the size comparison real quick, they also announced a charging station for their controllers, a camera, a headset, and a media remote. So they announced all these things at one time. Yep. Um, and also, I just want to give a shout out to the production crew who worked on that presentation because while I did think it took a while to get to the fucking reveal of the console itself, I did like how in between every game announcement, they had a different graphic yeah. happen. Did like, you notice man, it I want was, those as wallpapers. Did you notice it was the X circle triangle? Yeah. When they were doing emerging the thing. Yeah. Out of like that's the beads. The, well, not just it, like the, like the in between shots of the yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. It was all. Yeah. Yep. And then they did the, the menu tease, like the startup. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they said the pr press the PlayStation button to begin. Yeah, I, I liked it. There was there were really cool little things in between there. I liked it a lot. Did you see the potential leaked menu design? Isn't like, it supposed to be close to the same? It looks almost as yeah, the same yeah. as the PS4. Well, I wouldn't be surprised because it works. And then and I have no complaints about it. It's as someone who hates the controller of the PlayStation 4, the one thing I appreciate with the PlayStation 4 and 3, I mean, yeah, is the the design of the UI for the menus. I thought it, it looks great. Um, also, did you hear the rumor that the Xbox Series X dashboard is going to be the same as the Xbox One? Really? Yep. Why? That's why they're making iterative changes in these updates is because they're dialing it in because that is supposedly going to be the same UI as the Series X. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. So, I don't know. that It's a rumor at this point. I'm just throwing it out there. There you go. Jordan says, you know. But anyway, the, the size of the console. Yes, the size. So the Series X said they're, what, three controllers tall about? And the PS4 or 5 seems to be another controller on top of that. So it's, it's, a, it's a tall, beefy console. It's taller than the PlayStation 3. And it's taller than any Xbox ever, for sure. Our biggest console to date is the PS5. 
Sorry. Uh, okay. Okay. Sorry about that. We may, we may be talking about something else in a little bit here. Okay. But yeah, the size. It's big. It's a big boy. It's a big, it's a big console. Um, is that going to fit in your entertainment center? <laughs> that's the real question, right? Was it going to be standing up next to the freaking TV because it's so big? So, um, Ryan McCaffrey of IGN put out like a uh, quote tweeted this tweet, if I'm not mistaken, and said that, uh, it, it, it appears as though Sony is doing the smart play here of making something bigger for better heat dissipation, right? Yeah. The last thing they want is an overheating console, having recalls, so on and so forth. They're doing the smart play, and I agree. I think we all remember the red ring of death. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there is that. And it is big. It's bigger than the fat PS3. Yeah. That was a big console. I know. I've hauled that thing around. <laughs> Whoo, that is a big console. It's much bigger than the Xbox One. No, it's it's much taller than the original Xbox One. Yes. Um, it's not as girthy, I guess you could say. It is less girthy than the Xbox Series X. But again, it's much taller. Um it kind of looks like if you take the the disc drive out, it kind of looks like a 360 with the swooping design. That's what people were talking about too. So of course, all the memes about like, oh, it looks like a router, it looks like an air purifier, yeah. it looks like a fan, yep. it looks like a 360. And they just changed the color scheme. Which I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing wrong with that. I I like it a lot. My thought process was it looks like they wanted to do something a little bit. It looks modern. Yeah. Without being over the top. I can, yeah. That's what I love about it, is that it's it's not fucking like, holy shit, look at me. It's it's elegant. I like the swoops that it's got. I like the curves. Are, I, I like the the vents that it's got that you can see. I, oh, my. It's awesome. The digital edition looks really fucking good. Are you going to go digital? Yes. No I disk will. drive. Nope, because the... Even if they announce a Series X without a disk drive, I'll still get the Series X with the disk drive because it's going in the living room. Sure. So, and I want a 4K Blu-ray player in the living room. I don't need two. So I'll, I'll, and considering I only play my PlayStation 4 for exclusives anyway, the PS5 will be That's used for that. Where I'm getting so hung up right now is because I've moved, like, I, my Xbox plays Halo. My PS4 plays God of War. Like, yep. Is, do I want to put the money? Because, well, Halo's going to, to PC. Yeah. So I don't necessarily need a Series X. I mean, you can wait to see what the launch titles are going to be, and if none of them entice you, then just wait. Yeah, but the thing with the PS5 is, like, I'm definitely going to want to play that God of War title. Do when I, it comes when out. When it though. comes out. But do I spend, we're assuming, approximately $500. Yep. For one game. <laughs> like... That's it's, oh, it, it's gonna hurt me so bad. You want to you want to hear something fucking terrible? Well, well, I'm gonna spend potentially whatever it may be up up to or even more than five hundred dollars for a Series X so it can sit in there, in the living room, and maybe never be played. And the only reason why I'm getting that is again for Halo, because what if my big worry 
what if the PC port's terrible? What if it just doesn't work? Exactly. So I want to have that contingency plan. That is a good point. Of having the box just in case. Because that way also, like if Natana wanted to play, the console is going to be out there for her to play it on. Yeah. And um, sometimes I just want to go play on the TV too. I was playing Destiny 2 last night on the TV out there. Nice. Um, But like, I want to just, I fucking hope everything's okay. But just in case the PC port's terrible or there's issues or whatever, I want to be able to have that backup plan so I can play on launch. Makes sense. So that's my plan. Um, Jordan says, cough, cough, yellow light. I watched a child stand in my original PS3 once. Um, and then he said, exactly. PS5 is my purchase before Xbox. I'm pretty sure. Understandable. The the PS, you're talking about the PS3 with the yellow light. Yes. I had my, I had to send mine in. Did you? Yep. 1% of PlayStation's got them and mine. So I went through, I went through two or three different Xbox 360s, mm-hmm. but never because of the red light. Really? Or the red ring, I mean. I got the red ring once, and it was years and ah. years after. Wow. And when it finally happened, I was at, a, you know, Cody? Yep. I was at Cody's house. I turned it on. We were going to play Halo 3. It happened. I'm like, no way. No, no way. Turn it off, turn it back on. Same thing. I'm like, I actually had a moment where I wasn't even mad. I looked back and I'm like, it's been a good run. Yep. It's been a good <laughs> run. This is exactly what I thought. I'm like, oh, fuck me. But hey, it's been a good run. Um, Jordan says, I fixed my PS3 a few times before I found Josh and the gang. I used a heat gun. Nice. I mean, I heard that hot towel trick on the 360 worked. Yeah. So that's crazy to me, but I, um, yeah, I actually, my, so I, I had one of the 80 gig PS four threes. I got, I'm getting my generations mixed up here. Um, and it was within the first year. So I actually sent it in Sure. To, and they fixed everything, sent it back. The only issue is, is I lost everything on the hard drive, all my save data. So like back in that time, me and my buddy, Brad, we had the been rock playing band, rock right? band. Oh no. So we had, we literally did like the whole career mode, the endless set list, like three or four times, which was just nuts. It's like you play the whole fucking set list without stopping. It's crazy. Oh man. I can't, like thinking about it. I can't believe we put that much time. That's crazy. Um, Jordan says my PS3 is a 60, 60 gig backwards compatible. I was not sending that fucker in. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't. Yeah, me either. Those and the Wii's with the GameCube ports on it were hard to come by. Because that was like one of the easiest ways to play Smash. Oh, yes. With GameCube controllers. Yep. So the, when the Wii originally released, there was a flap on the top. That had the. That had the uh, GameCube controller ports. Yep. Then later renditions of the Wii did not have that. So. Um. Yeah, PS5 looks great. I'm excited. This was, I, I tweeted it out too, but like this was the first time all year where I, w- I was genuinely excited. Just absolutely excited. When I started watching, I was like, wow, this this feels like the E3 we didn't get. Yep, it's exactly what it felt like. Enough, It felt like an E3 press conference. It was very well done. And now Xbox, uh, balls in your court. Yep. And as long as you just show me an hour and a half to two hours of Halo Infinite two and literally hours. nothing else, I'll be fine with it. No, I'm just kidding. Dude, I, I'm I'm super excited for July, though. 
I'm going to take that week off of work. I already decided. Do you, looking at the timeline of things right now, yeah. do you think Microsoft said, hey, MCC has to be out on PC before the Infinite press release? Because, like, look at Halo 2, Halo 3. Like, boom, boom. I don't think Halo Halo 4 is, like, a question mark. Hey, Will. Yeah. That's it for COD and other games. Watch. It's time for Will's Adventures within the Halo Wars. Another game. Will? Yeah. Do you mind if I go first this week? Go for it. There's a reason why. Sure. Because of the Halo 3 flight. Because I want to want to get to what you're saying. I played Animal Crossing New Horizons, Halo 5, Halo MCC, Destiny 2, which we're going to talk about when you talk about it, and then the Halo 3 PC flight. It plays really well. As others have said, it plays so much better than the other ones that have released in a flighted state. Okay? Remember when I said I had a hunch? Like, I felt... Inside, I felt as though Halo 2 was releasing sooner rather than later. Yeah. I feel like we are. We are real close to three. I swear to God, I think if the, once this flight's done, it might be within that next week. Sure. Therefore, what? We're at the 14th of June right now. They wouldn't get Halo 4 out. I don't think they could get Halo 4 out before... When when is this July event gonna be though? We don't even have a date. I thought it was. They haven't announced a date. They haven't. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn sure. I'm gonna go to. I'm going to the summer game fest. Okay. No, it's all good. So no July date. I mean, it's possible if it's the end of July. I thought it was early early to mid-July. It's not even on their for website. Some, for some reason. Because they don't have a date. Got it. So it could be late July and we could get what, H4 on PC? Could be. And then that's it? That's what, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because you know what would be the ballsiest move of all time? What? So let's... Hold on one second. Dave says, also, why are we getting ODST Firefight now? I think because they just want to keep parity, and they're probably, they were probably working on Halo 3 on PC, and they're like, why not? We got to bring ODST over too, so yeah, why the fuck not? Just another playlist. Um, Dave says, yo, D2? Yeah, we're going to talk about that shortly. And Josh uh, just wanted his Halo 4 quicker. Not necessarily, but Will, you make a good point. So... What I think the ballsiest move would be is let's say Halo 3 in the state that it's currently in, because like I said, to me it plays fucking basically perfectly to me. Okay. And I played a couple um I played a couple campaign missions. Okay. I played with different resolutions, different FOVs, so on and so forth. Everything played well. Let's say it, it it's great and it releases during the week after the flight concludes. We have ODST and then four. Okay. 
if those come out before the event in July, fuck if I know how that's going to happen, but let's say it does and the event is at the end of July, I think the ballsiest move that they could do is that they have that conference and whoever the, the head, maybe it's Bonnie, maybe it's somebody else at 343 comes out and says, at the end of the infinite information, flighting begins today. Yeah. it It's probably too soon. Like, don't get me wrong, but I think it'd be the ballsiest move because I mean, they're not doing a beta. They're doing flighting. Yeah. And realistically, they could flight up until it's really close to release. They could just keep putting out new builds, inviting more people, whatever it may be. This isn't a beta that has to be a two-week beta and we're done. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, I think it'd be, I think it'd be the ballsiest move if they said that. I honestly don't think it's going to happen. No. So it would, it would be too long of a flight. Um, and honestly, with Infinite, yeah. I feel like the fl- they're saying it's a flight, but I feel like it's just going to be the beta. Because you're not going to show off your new game in somewhat of a broken state. Right, and they've they've always touted this flighting as us helping to shape the game. Yeah. How? How are we shaping the game? We're testing it and saying this is broken. Yeah, we're we're glorified free QA testers. Yep. <laughs> That's what we are. And it's cool. Like I don't I don't not appreciate it. Like I do greatly appreciate being included in these flights. I think it's fantastic. But we are glorified QA testers that are doing this for free. Um Dave says, "Yeah, but they like, don't they have a list of issues they need to fix? Crossplay half promise? Yeah, right? No, I agree. And then what if we don't get a beta or flight at all? What if it's straight to launch? I think a lot of people will be pissed off because they've already announced that there's going to be flights. Like, they, they've said it week in, week out that they're going to be flighting Halo Infinite. So, But if it did go straight to launch, I think it would it'd make people mad but I think it would also shut a lot of people up because then you have to play it when it releases or you yeah. just have to wait. You have to fucking wait, have to wait and see. You have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. So I don't know. Get excited for that grappling hook, I guess. <laughs> Fuck if I know. I have no idea. Um, but yeah. Will, what did you play? All right. I also played some MCC for the community playdate. Uh, did some stuff on Sea of Thieves. Yep. Played some Tarkov. They really uh, they released a video on YouTube of their new map. It was called the Streets of Tarkov. Ooh. I believe it's going to be a camp fest and people sitting in stairwells and buildings because it's a cityscape. Sounds like Call of Duty. Yeah. Super excited for that bullshit. Yep. I don't even play Tarkov. I think. Uh, I think once I get to, if if it releases. I think the answer is just grenades. Bring grenades. <laughs> Clear out buildings with nades. That's that's uh, that's gonna be the the idea. Um, all right. So I hadn't streamed in a while, and I was playing games with my buddy Joe last night. Yep. And he's like, he was like, we were looking at our like he was probably looking at my Steam list, and he's like, what the fuck is marbles on stream? Now, keep in mind it's one a.m. And I'm like, you know what? 
I'm going to show you what marbles on stream is. So I fired up my stream, figuring just Joe would pop in and we'd run a race. Jordan shows up. I, I yell over to Vicky because she's still watching videos on her phone. I was like, hey, join in on this race. And oh my um, God. I had a couple other viewers come in, uh, some people I haven't seen before. And we just raced marbles for an hour on stream. Jesus Christ. Uh, Who won? The, Jordan won the final race. He won the first race that was just me and Jordan. Okay. Um, I think I, I won a couple. Joey logged into his three separate Twitch accounts to have three marbles for himself. What an asshole. Right? Um, no. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Jordan says, honestly, you've had more people tune into marbles on stream than the other game I've watched you stream. Yes. It was kind of funny. Um, Joey was most of them because he, yes, he is a cheater. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. It was, it was, it was a fun hour of, I was, I was tired. Uh, it was just random races. Um, the most fun is when there's like stuff at stake for the marbles on race. Like I've seen people do like giveaways or like in, in game loot. Like, Hey, if you, uh, um, like K Mattify did races for G field tubs. Um, a streamer genticles, uh, did it for, um, Tarkov loot. Like she'd give you like a piece of Tarkov loot that was worth millions of ruples. So that was kind of cool. Um, and it's, it's really fun. So we're, I'm going to have to fire it up again and we'll just have to race some marble sometime. Maybe I'll put up some, uh, HCS pro talk merch. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I like it. Oh boy. Josh is going to enter just to get another shirt. <laughs> I fuck it. I bought basically all of our shirts. I know you did. <laughs> but you, 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 you can never have enough merch. No, that's true. I, I think I got a shirt for every day of the week. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Water bottles, yo. Water bottle. Yeah. I thought about getting a Yeti. These personalized. That'd be expensive. Yep. I mean, they'd only be for us. They wouldn't be for sale, but. But yes, uh, marbles on stream. It was a blast. For the hour we went on, we'll have to do it again. I was trying to commentate and learning the controls. Once I figured out the controls a little bit better, it was a lot. Hopefully it wasn't too dizzying for you guys, me trying to fly around the freaking map. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was good. And then last but not least, the game I spent the most time on this week was Destiny 2. Oh boy, Destiny 2. Yep. Um, we're back, baby. We're back. The grind is real, baby. Are you going to keep grinding, though? Because uh, when you played, yeah, we get to the light level cap, yep. we finish the story, yep. and usually you fall off. You don't grind for like that little extra piece. Or sure. Are you going to keep playing once you reach the cap? Because like I, I mean, I've already reached the soft cap. The soft cap, but the, like, the hard cap's 1060. Yeah. Are you going for 1060 this time? Yeah. Because there's content to be played that's there. Yes. I think that's the big thing is because, like, previously. I would never raid. So that's the thing. Yeah. For me. We need a raid team. That's the thing. I would never raid. And then we did the whole, let's run through every D1 raid. We did. Yep. And we, we almost got through them all. Besides the Taken King? Wrath of the Machine, I think. We got to Wrath. the last boss, last boss of... And we, so and then I, people started leaving and it was just a disaster. I so. had already beaten Wrath before that raid. Yep. 
Um, so I actually did get them all, which felt pretty good. See, I hadn't beaten Wrath. I've watched them all, so yeah. I know about them. But I we got to the last boss. It's fine. But we I did that because I I've never I'm not a big raid person, right? Sure. So it it's weird because I can find groups to do dungeons and raids with an MMOs just fine. But when it comes to Destiny, it's hard because not everybody's on that same page or whatever. Um, that group we had was great, though. Until overall, the final. Until the final. But, um, no. Now, I have plenty of raids to play through, right? I'm looking at all the quests that I have to do Yeah. that are levels way below me. But, like, I still haven't done that, so I want to go through and play those. I just got a catalyst for, um, the fuck gun is it? Is it the can cannon? No, Trinity Ghoul. Oh, I don't know what that is. It's a bow. Oh. And it, it's not that great, but the catalyst makes it the best, like one of the best PvE weapons in the game. So I have I'm gonna do that. I found a bow that I love because it pushes enemies. So say like I shoot their foot, they'll go flying in the air. Like the explosion happens and they fly up and then I'll shoot them again. And That's it, awesome. like, it feels like it feels really cool. That's awesome. Um but yeah. I had sworn off Destiny. Like, I'm tired of this leveling crap. I'm done with it. Yep. Um, I only came back when there was new content. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, after you hit, like, in most content updates, yeah. after you hit the soft cap... You got to grind again. You do have to grind again, but that grind didn't seem worth it before. No. There wasn't extra stuff to do. It, it, or there was stuff to do, but not stuff you wanted to do. The seasonal content has not been great, especially the most recent seasons. They just have not been great. The past few seasons have been, um, there's a new public event. You have to grind that over and over and over and over and over and over and over again to make a number go higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. And then eventually you think you get a payoff at the end, but you really don't get much of a payoff at the end. Yeah. That's been the loop. Did you do the public event for this one? I think it's fine. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's PVE gambit. Yes. That's what it is. And I think it plays fine. I don't want to keep playing that. Right. And since I have other things to do, I don't have to keep doing that. And I also heard the dungeon was awesome. Yeah, I want to get up to that light level to do it. That's what I'm working yeah. towards right now. I've heard that dungeon is fucking awesome. Did and you do um, the nine thing? The, uh, um, what is it called? Like the forgot, it's, uh, it's, it's but like the, if you go to the gambit, they have the three gambits on the bottom and then the one in the middle. You get really cool, like, there's an armor set you can get. Okay. Um, you basically drop into a map, and you have a certain amount of time to kill everything. And waves keep spawning, bosses keep coming. It's kind of like, um, why am I forgetting? The D1 thing, remember? The Prison oh, of Elders? Yeah, Prison of Elders, yeah. It's kind of like that, where waves keep coming. Okay. But um, it's all on one map. Um, if, you're, if your teammate dies, it's a 30-second respawn timer. And the fact that you only have like six minutes, five to six minutes to complete the whole thing, kind of crazy. Okay. Even though it's a 750 light level. It's so hard. When I'm doing it now, we're finishing it with like third, less than 30 seconds left. Yep. So it, it's like, it says 750, but I'm pretty sure the enemy's balanced to your level. I was doing nightmare hunts yesterday. Nightmare hunts. And I've never done them before. I don't know what that is. In uh, Shadowkeep, there are these, you know how you fight the nightmares, Right. Yeah. Of your of past, oh, yes. Okay, so these nightmare hunts are like miniature boss versions of bosses that you fought previously, and like 
you go into an instance, okay, you have to select it. You have to go into the instance. And even when that, I think that's 750 as well for the base level, that like the enemies have more health. It's they tough. do more damage. Yeah. Yep. They're, you know, when you go up against an enemy that has like the red tag next to them, mean like, yeah. hey, these guys are a little bit, these guys are tougher mm-hmm. than we've normally fought. That was every enemy in there. And I'm like, I'm at 10, 11 power. This is a 750. Okay. Yeah. It was fun though. Like it was a good, it wasn't necessarily a challenge, but no, it was fun to play through. I liked it. There's, I'm at a point now with destiny two, where I have a lot to do and I want to do it. Not, I have a lot to do and I have to do it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep with it. Um, I'm trying to get, there's a, um, Legendary hand cannon malfeasance. Yeah, heard it. Yep. But you have to kill a certain prime evil in, in Gambit. Gambit. And that's, I can't even, I haven't found it yet. I've been playing. And plus I've been doing Gambit Prime, which if you have like one teammate that's not holding their own, the whole thing seems to just fall apart. And the other thing is, is that there's no way to, I don't, I don't believe there's a way to guarantee it to spawn. No. Either. I remember hearing that. That sucks. So I'm literally playing Gambit, waiting for something to spawn to get this hand cannon. And I get it, like, this quest was previous content. Yeah. Because, like, we talked about it before where Bungie now has control. Yep. And they're slowly working back to what they want the game to be. But there was still stuff in in place and plans that they still kind of have to follow through because they can't just flip a 180 now. Right. So it's slowly getting to the right spot. But I think this is something that was, like, it kind of sucks. You don't have control over it. Absolutely. Dave says he loves Gambit. I don't mind it. I get mad when people invade and kill me. That's the worst. Really is. Also get mad when I die when I have moats. Well, that's... <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just it's standard gameplay shit. I get it, but yeah. I hate no, when but I'm the, fucking I mean, invaded and die. There'll be times where like, we're behind, right? On moats. Yeah. And my teammate... Like the new area spawns were all with all the enemies. My teammates are just like, Lolly Gagan or through the map. I'm like, no, we need to kill this shit. Yeah. Like, get you here. get your moats and bank that shit. Yeah, get here, get the moats. Summon your prime evil. That sounded like anime drifter. Perfect. <laughs> Should start a destiny anime. There you go. As the drifter. <laughs> I still think one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. Ding. Yeah. When the Tokyo Drift fucking was. I still laugh when it's I... It's so yeah. good. I still think about that. But anyway, yeah, D2. Back on the D2 grind. Yeah. Feels nice to be back. It does. I like it a lot. I'm, I'm... Yeah. I played out of my mind on Crucible last night. Really? Yeah. Because I, I don't like Crucible. I I feel... it. I like arena shooters where there isn't a lot of variance. Right. There's too much. Yes. There's too many variables at play when it comes to destiny PVP, which is not a bad thing. It works for the game, but I'm just not a huge fan of destiny PVP. The only reason why I'm playing it is because of weeklies. Yep. Right. Now, luckily you only have, you don't have to win. You only have to play through four of the rotational hopper and four of the core. Yeah. And it can be any playlist or any combination of playlists. Yep. So technically eight matches a week, not bad, right? So I did the four rotational last night and I did control. I mean, no, I did uh, clash. So just TDM. Yep. And I've learned 
I brought some of my Halo sensibilities into the Destiny fold, and I'm like, you know what? I remember that when I played this game alone, I would just run alone. Not going to do that anymore. Eight and switch. I'm just going to stay with a teammate the whole time. Uh-huh. Sure as shit. We won every game. Yeah, that's, yeah. All different people on different teams, and I just stuck with a teammate, and I'm like, if I die, at least there'll probably be a cleanup, and there was. And I would avenge teammates. We'd take down. The first game I played, four of the six of us were running together. Remember when you get fucking stomped in a Halo uh, Halo pub match against a f- stack of four? Yeah, that's what that felt like. They're running together the whole time, rotating. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do anything. Yeah, that's um, was something I tried to be. So with me leveling up, I've been keeping really weird weapons on me. Some of them don't work for PvP. Sure. But I've just been trying to be the assist man. You know, get a couple shots, bounce back into cover, and let my teammate push out. So, yeah, it's a it's a really it's it's a good strat. It is a good strat. Well, all right. Anything else about Destiny? I'm excited for the new content. I will most likely be pre-purchasing the new light thing, whatever the fuck new light. I'm really. I bought silver too. I'm a bad man. This game, I don't know what it is about this game. but it was that it, announcement. It, yeah, it, it gets you hyped. Like, oh, fucking new shit. <laughs> I was going to buy silver, but I looked through like the, do I want an emote? Do I want any of this? I'm like, I need to hold off. Sure. Um, but I will most likely be pre-purchasing. The thing that made me most excited is we're finally getting answers to questions to, well, we, I guess we don't know if we're getting answers. We might be getting answers to questions we had in D1. Who's the stranger? What's the darkness? What's the traveler really doing? It's when we might be getting hints now right. in the story, in canon. I guess it's all canon, but like in the game, rather than having to read a grimoire card, feels good. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to find the video for you, Dave. So bear with me. If you want to move on to shout outs, I can... Perfect. Get a Discord. Do it up. Message to Dave here. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's time for, oh, well, it's time for some shout outs. Just want to give a happy belated birthday shout out to Ghost Ayame and Royal One. Happy birthday, gents. Well, happy belated birthday, gents. And then shout out to everybody who joined in the community play date as well. Thank you very much. Hope you guys had a good time. Next up, community creations. We have Halo memes every day. Reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. We have clips of the week number 58 by High Tech Redneck. Video will go out tomorrow. We have a life-size Master Chief by Jack Skull Crack. Check that out. It's 3D printed and it looks fucking awesome. Then we have Duststorm making an announcement. This is by Duststorm and it states, This is not a drill. This is finally coming out after seven years. It's been crazy to work on, but I can't wait to show you what uh, Jackfire... Lane Thomas and I have been working on. This will be a machinima like none other seen with Halo before. Trust me. And then he quote tweeted the Halo mole. And that states the slate has been cleaned. A renewed perspective brings rebirth to a tale long forgot. Their story, complete the challenges and win the money. Our story, deception, treachery, sabotage. Trailer drops June 27th, 2020. I'm excited, man. That sounds fucking rad. I haven't watched a Halo machine amount in quite some time. And then finally, the last thing in community creations I wanted to bring up. There's an itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. You can get 
1,659 games in one bundle for $5. Yeah. $5. And it's all raising money to fight for racial injustice and equality. Please, if you have five bucks to donate, donate the $5. Get those games. Donate more if you can. Donate less if you can. Just donate if you're able to. And that is all I got for Community Creations. And Will, before you plug the show... breaking news. So, Hoaxer, who we talked about earlier, coach of Turning Point, reached out. Perfect. And, and said that would love to have interjected on this okay. during the show. And I said, hey, we're still going. Come on in to the chat and we can talk about it. And he said, I have to be at a wedding in an hour or else I would have definitely joined up with you guys. I'd love to be on the next one for sure. And I said, we'll make sure to bring the discussion back up during next week's show. Also, we hope it goes without saying, but everything we talk about has nothing to do with the players just the situation as a whole. And yeah. So hopefully Hoaxer will be here next week. We'll get his perspective on things. The turning point coach. I'm excited. Be nice. Yes. So stay tuned for that. Should be a good time. Always love having them. Will, without further ado, plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. If you're Josh, Pocket Cast. Join the Discord. Join the community discussion going on over there. Links are all provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, or just reach out to us, check Twitter, whatever it may be. Links are there. Um, we have our Xbox Club or Spartan Company on Halo Waypoint. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch for the socials and Esportspedia. We have our own website with merch now. Go check it out. I'm probably going to be ordering some soon. Today. May. We'll, we'll pot. Yeah. Poggers. Poggers. <laughs> Pog champ. Awesome. That's all I got. Well then, without further ado, Will, thank you as always. It's good to have you back. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, tune in to the end. We have our after show where we're going to have the jokes and the puns. It's not going to be a fun time for me, but it probably will be for you. And uh, we hope to have Hoaxer on next week to talk about further stuff with the MCC Pro Series kerfuffle that happened. So uh, stay tuned for that. But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 131 of HGS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. I want to thank you very much for watching. Um, we'll be back next week to hopefully talk about some good within this space. That's going to do it for us. We have our after show after this. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, bye-bye! <laughs>